Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Think less about me and more about you. Mm-hmm. That's my new saying because it, 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 you got to keep it short with people. Just stop thinking about other people. Think about yourself. Why are you judging other people instead of putting the work in to change yourself? <laughs> Seriously, what I tell what I tell people is like I barely got enough time to keep my own shit together, let alone <laughs> let alone get involved in somebody else's stuff and be like, wait, why do you yeah. like them? But they're not they're not a different sex or the same sex or, or whatever. Right. I don't care. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble, it was good trouble, it was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Oh, hey, welcome back, everybody, to Public Access America. <laughs> oh, man. So October is LGBT History Month. I just wanted to get that on the record. And yeah. um, there was there was an add-on that I really had a question for you about. I didn't mm-hmm. want to get full on with Debbie, but there, um, there's a national coming out day, October 11th. Mm-hmm. That seems weird to me. Does that give people an opportunity to come out? Does it give them the space to come out comfortably or does it like force an obligation that just feels inappropriate? I don't know. I mean, that I, that's a tough one. You know, come I, out, I pers- come, out at, come out at your own time on this I, day. Right. <laughs> for, for a, for a like or two. Right. And, 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 you know, for some people, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where I think you just have to, you just have to take it as what it is for the person that it helps out. For some people, it's like, okay. you know, they're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And they just never figure out when they're going to do it. And then finally it's like, oh, you know, I guess there's no better time than this day because there's going to be a lot right. of people doing it. So I'm not going to be alone when I do it. You know, maybe, maybe that's the answer there. But I'd say at the same time too, you've got, a bunch of people who, you know, when they find the right time and right place for them, they do it. Sometimes it's during Pride Month, which that's right. that's an interesting one. How June is Pride Month, and then, you know, you have Coming Out Day and uh, and and LGBT History Day within the month of October. Which, I mean, to me, it's whatever. I don't care. I want like, to know why LGD, LGBT Month is ends October fifteenth. Like what? month are you working on here (laughs) who knows but but the reality is 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 that i mean everybody's going to have their own schedule of when they're going to want to come out and yeah nobody should force them to do that you know you look at you know you look at uh what happened with uh was that carl uh nasib uh, Nassib, or I forget what is the, the DN for the Raiders came out during in June. Yeah. Dude plays hard. He's good. And then, of course, then he finds out that his coach is a homophobic piece of shit. So, right. We never <clears throat> covered the John Gruden stuff, did we? Well, not much to cover. Turns out he's mm-hmm. homophobic, racist, and just a general piece of shit. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And he has been for a long time. I think, I think. If you have a coming out story of consequence, sharing that on the internet is awesome. I think yeah. seeing other scenarios play out gives you an average of what might happen going into it. That So, you know, doing it gradually, like confiding in a friend that you can trust, a family member, you know, these people that love you, but don't always necessarily like you, but stand up for you. Those are the people that you get to talk to. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. you should do it on Instagram for 
a, a share, you know what I mean? Or a like, I think you should do it because it's right for you. Life mm-hmm. flows in a certain way and you don't owe an explanation to anybody as well. You know, no, you, just really be, don't. you don't have to come out, just be out. <laughs> well, and, and I think, and I think too, that, you know, for every person, you know, they don't necessarily have the answer yet, you know, right. until they're ready to say, Nope, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, I know that it, sometimes it sounds callous of me and I say, I, I, I don't care. It's, it's not that I don't care about who you are. It's that to me, it shouldn't be an issue. You should get to be who yeah. you are. Right. And it's awesome. Like, I don't, I, I don't care who you are as long as there is a good person that has a solid head on their shoulders and a good heart mm-hmm. that wants to help humanity. Right. I mean, the reality is, is that I know gay people who are fucking assholes. I know trans people who are fucking assholes. I know people who are bi that are fucking assholes. I know, I know, I know lesbians who are turfs. And then, and you know, that's just it is, is that there are so, there's so much intersectionality in all of that. And the reality is, is, is that being a good person through and through is what it's all about. And being ready to be comfortable with yourself and be able to tell people that message is, is entirely incumbent upon them. And, and it's kind of like, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have to be romantic on uh, Valentine's day, but it's there mm. if you decide to. <clears throat> so just like you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to come out on October 11th, but for those who need it, it should be there for them. So Maybe, yeah, maybe it gives somebody that final push. What I think is important for people to realize is that declaring your sexuality is, is, isn't static. One, one minute I can feel feminine. The next minute I might feel masculine and you need the space to feel that if you, I don't want anybody to ever turn down something they think might be an important memory for them because they're defined a certain way. I don't want some hetero guy to have feelings for another man and say, guess what? I don't want to explore that because I'm hetero and that defining means I can't be anything else. Right. So coming out, be careful with it because you can always be, feel a different way at a different time. And you need the space to do that. You know, well, a lot of times people um, that feel by declare as lesbian because they think they have to you know and i don't want people to ever feel like you have to be defined in one certain way well and and you know and really it's about taking the time to understand who you are because because you know everything changes for people you know especially as you begin to explore who you are what it is that you know what it is that makes you you and there Mm -hmm. is there is no timeline oh damn it there is There is no timeline on finding out who you are. I, you know, you know, you think about, you think about what, you know, the simplest one that we always talk about, you know, what did you want to do when you grew up? I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to be a police officer. I wanted to go into the military. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a nuclear physicist. I wanted to be a, a chemical engineer. I'm a, I wanted to be a a business manager. I wanted to be a consultant. I wanted to be a data analyst. I wanted to be a contract manager, you know, and that's where I'm at right now. And you know what? Fuck, I'm probably going to want to be something else by the time I hit 45. But when it comes to who you are, what what you like, what you don't like, what isn't a choice for you? Let's make that very clear. What isn't a choice for you? Because yeah. a lot of people still think sexuality is a choice. And man, let me tell you something about choosing to be straight. <clears throat> I didn't. But even right. then, I'm not really straight. So whatever. But that choosing to be something just means you're not choosing to be something else. And I want, I, I think if I have the opportunity to meet Brad Pitt, I'm going to put the moves on the motherfucker. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, I, and I'm hetero. So, <laughs> well, and, and I think, I think the reality, the reality is, is that. The reality is more about being able to understand who you are right? and be able to say, you know what, 
I'm okay with being able to date women or men or not people who are non-binary or people who are trans or people, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, it shouldn't matter who you love to anybody else. It should just matter to you and the person or people that you happen to love. The idea, the idea that anybody else should have any sort of say or control over that. It it basically it's, it's the same as how I view people with, with the government wanting to control their lives. I don't think it's any different. Like I don't care who my kids end up growing up to love or don't, it doesn't matter to me. Like, as long as as long as whoever my kids bring home aren't a fucking asshole, I don't give a shit. <clears throat> right. I like that. Because like the thing that. is is that my my family is very diverse. I have people of different sexualities, people of different genders, people of different colors, and you want to know what? They're all family. And yeah. I've got family that I chose and family that I chose to leave out. And the reality is is, is that People who have big heads and good hearts on there in inside them, people who have all of that willingness to share that love mm-hmm. and grow are good people. You may not necessarily agree with them on everything. That's great. I don't necessarily agree with everybody on anything, but that's right. fine. That's okay. But in terms of who somebody loves, it's not my fucking business, dude. It's not anybody else's business. You know, what two consenting adults agree to is nobody else's fucking business, period, end of story. Think less about me and more about you. Mm-hmm. That's my new saying, because it, 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 you got to keep it short with people. Just stop thinking about other people. Think about yourself. Why are you judging other people instead of putting the work in to change yourself? <laughs> Seriously, what I tell what I tell people is like, I barely got enough time to keep my own shit together, let alone... <laughs> let alone get involved in somebody else's stuff and be like, wait, why do you yeah. like them? But they're not, they're not a different sex or the same sex or, or whatever. Right. I don't care. It's like, yeah. my job is to focus on me, teach lessons to my kids that hopefully I don't completely fuck them up over and just go from there. <laughs> exactly. So, so when, when, so when a dog says everybody love everybody, love everybody mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to physically love them. But, right. you know, be that neighbor that be that good neighbor to, you know, the people next door to you that may be a same sex couple or mm-hmm. maybe they have a kid who's trans. You know, it doesn't really matter. Okay. You know, the in the end, we still want to find out whether or not that person has a solid head on their shoulders to do right by their community and a big heart in their chest to have the commitment yeah. to continually do better and to grow. That's it. That's all there is to it. And Selfish, selfishly, I think to myself, when I meet somebody that is another sexuality, it takes 50% of the issue out for me. I can just, I no longer have to be like, how do I angle to get laid? It, you know what I mean? It's like, I can enjoy this person because there is no sexual chemistry. There's no sexual possibilities for me so i can enjoy them as a human i don't judge them for being different i appreciate that in a different way or you know know, just step one learn how to interact with the human and if you happen Mm -hmm. and if you happen to have any sort of sexual feelings towards them then hey have a conversation about it and if it turns out that they're not interested in you oh cool that happens god knows how many times like i've had gay men hit at me hit on me at the bar and i'm just like you know what? I'm taking that compliment to the bank because I look the way that I do, and you still think that I'm attractive. That's awesome. I'm sorry yeah. to disappoint you. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. You know, and and that's just <laughs> it. Is is that I don't you know I don't harbor any ill feelings about that. That's just fucking insane. Yeah, the time you spend judging somebody else is the time that you can improve yourself. That's the way I look at it. So it doesn't really matter what somebody where somebody puts their vagina or their penis <laughs> to me in a conversation. I'm not, but I think men are taught less and less these days that the angle is something is yours. When you see something you like, part of it's yours and you have to determine what part of that is yours. And the truth is, is 0% of everything that you don't already have is not yours and you can lose everything you have. So it's not right. permanent, you know, and, and there, and, and no 
person is ever truly yours. You don't own people. Right. Right. But I think that's what it is. People go, Hey, that's mine. I like, that. you know, I'm you know, get it. <laughs> and that's, and that's, and, and I think that's part of the other reality too. Debbie and I are in a relationship with each other at each other's behest. If right. one of us decides the relationship's over, the relationship is over, whether the other one is ready for it or not, period. End of story. That's not yeah. happening right now. I hope not ever to be perfectly honest, right. but be adult about it. It's that, you know, I don't own Debbie. Debbie doesn't own me. You know, mm -mm. we're with each other because we love and we care about each other. And we want each other in our lives. And if that changes someday, bummer. Right. But you will have communicated over the years to not be shocked by it. Right. Right. And that's, and that's the hope is, is that we've communicated enough that, you know, neither party is like completely upended by the idea that a relationship might come to an end. And, right. and you know what? If it does come to an end, you know, you can either choose the way of pain, severe pain, or you can choose mm -hmm. the way of less pain. Right. And, you know, it's like, you know, if the, if a relationship comes to an end, is it going to hurt? Absolutely. Relationships coming to an end always hurt. Even, even the one that I was in for four and a half years that by the end, I fucking hated the person I was with. It still fucking hurt when it came to an end. Yeah. Yeah. It still fucking hurt when it came to end. Why? Because there were so many good times, good memories, and there was so much love that was that was there. But mm -hmm. by the end of it, it wasn't there anymore. And right. you know what you were grasping onto, at least what I was grasping onto, was what was there. And so that pain what could be right. What could be there? Well, and it's not. No, it's not. It, it's not even what could be because that that could be has gone. It left the building. There that was never coming back. Hmm. That was it. That was no, knowing that, acknowledging that is a tough thing but, for a lot of people. You know, and and it, I didn't want to acknowledge it. Right. I didn't. And I, and, and fuck, sometimes, you know, sit down and I'll think about it. And it's just like, there were so many wonderful memories there and so right. many good feelings that, that it's so hard to believe that four and a half years later, that none of that existed anymore. There mm -hmm. were no more moments like that. It was just awful. Right. And, you know, and I know that you, when you finally sit down and you think about it, it's like, you know, why did I, why did I choose the way of making this so fucking painful on myself instead of just sitting down and acknowledging this is done and it's over, this is going to hurt, but it's the best thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I know that, you know, when I had another relationship a few years later, when the same thing happened, it still fucking hurt, but it hurt a lot less when I finally started, you know, trying to enact it, I mean, it took me a few days, it, well, a few days, a couple of weeks, really, to to sit down and go, nope, this is this is done, this is over, this is There's withdrawal symptoms. That it, pretty much, kind of like a drug. There's withdrawal symptoms. You know what I mean? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. But that's awesome. The more the withdrawal, the more that meant something. Like I always tell people, everything begins and everything ends. So you got to enjoy the middle so that you don't feel so bad about the end because people want to fight that end. If it's ending, if Jeffrey says we're done, we're done. You know, I can't argue you back. So right. enjoy, and enjoy the middles, be, be an adult about the end and you'll be responsive to the next beginning. And, like and people you know, think it's, it's morbid when I say that, but it's no, it's, it's prepare. No, you know, right. It's you know, being a kid that grew up, you know, in a divorced household, one parent wanted a divorce. The other one didn't. And guess what? I got to go through a really fucking painful divorce. Right. And it didn't have to be that way for, you know, both my parents and for both the kids. Right. But you want to just start hurting each other, but then you're just postponing the next beginning. You know what I mean? You're just postponing the inevitable. Like, yeah. Like the idea that, you know, the idea that fighting for something at the end and having it work out mm -hmm. is a fucking movie plot line. That's all it is. It's not real. It sounds right. it sounds lovely and romantic. Oh, he's going to fight for me until the very end. Now that's not how it works, motherfucker. She's done with you, right? And she's over it, and you won't fucking let it go. And so you're making this miserable on yourself, and you're making it miserable on her, and yeah. you're the only reason that's the that's the case. 
But more importantly, you're creating miserable memories that are going to be with you. Like, be a man about it. Be proud of yourself through the process. And then five years later, when you look back, you can be like, hey, I was good. I was good. You know what I mean? But in that moment, just don't hurt somebody for the sake of hurting them. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they're hurting you, it's over. And it's, how are you both going to deal with it? You and, know? and and I wish that was some that was a lesson that I would have got to learn earlier because I probably yeah. wouldn't have done some of the stupid shit that I did in order mm-hmm. to learn that lesson. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, I was a kid. I didn't fully understand what was happening at that time. And arguably when, when, you know, my relationship of four and a half years ended, I was still a fucking kid and I didn't have the wherewithal to understand that when it's over, it's over. And, you know, by prolonging what I'm doing, it just makes it worse. They're not, they're not rejecting you. They're evolving themselves. And that's a tough thing to understand. Growing apart like branches on a tree. Sometimes it happens. And absolutely. And it mostly happens when you are not communicating on a daily basis with somebody. If you're not catching their interest soon, they'll get involved with other people. And then suddenly there's a branch there, but listen and talk to each other. If you're, if your partner likes to cook one day, Decide to cook with them. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, you can always say this isn't for me. You know what I mean? And and I mean, really, it's, you know, the communication is a two-way street, too. Because at some point, you know, if you find yourself losing interest, it's also incumbent upon that person to say, you know what? This isn't working for me anymore. I just don't feel it. And I've been the person that's done that. And it feels fucking awful. Because the person that was on the receiving end of that, I still like that person, you know, but at that moment in time, I was an absolute fucking mess. And I just, you know, I didn't have the wherewithal to keep in a relationship where I needed to work on myself and fix my shit because I was a mess. And after I finally got my shit put back on straight and started really thinking about you know the way things ended with this one person i felt bad because i still i i really did care about them and i still do and the fact that it ended the way that it did still bothers me because it's not that i wanted the relationship to necessarily end it's just that where i was at in that moment i was a i was a mess and I needed to work myself out and that wasn't going to be fair to somebody in a relationship with me. Yeah. I think that makes sense. We're all trying to grow and figure ourselves out mm-hmm. and they, that there's this thing that happens in a relationship. I'm thinking about you. You're thinking about me. We're in this honeymoon phase, but then this time comes when your partner says, well, I'm more important than you right now. And so the other partner says, well, now I have to be more important at some point too. Mm-hmm. And then they begin thinking about themselves as some sort of revenge, tit for tat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just breaks down. You get into these like grudges in a relationship, but you mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I had a relationship and I was like, so I guess it's over. And she was like, we're done. And I was like, I guess so. We're still friends. Right. And she was like, yeah. Wow that's very adult. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. We're at a difference, you know? And it felt so adult to me. And that person's still my friend because I didn't burn the bridge just to spite. Right. You know, and, and, and that's, and you know, I've got a couple of friends like that too, you know, and one of them, you know, she got married about a year or so ago and, and just announced that she's pregnant and it's awesome. I'm so happy and excited for her. You know, you know, we, do we talk every day? I mean, we rarely talk, but I still consider this person a friend and you know what? Our relationship came to an end and that was okay. It had an end date and, but it, but but it came to an adult end and this person has a very fantastic relationship with their now husband and, and I'm excited for them and I'm excited that they get to experience that love and, and soon Mm -hmm. family and like that's that's cool that that, that they get cool. to have that you know and it's not and it's i don't view it as something i lost you know right i didn't it's something you experienced a I got memory to, you got to keep right and that's the tough part about like some of the, you know losing some of those other relationships is because 
you know, there is that feeling of I lost something, I lost time, I lost energy, I lost effort. Mm. But then, you know, when you start to take out all of the losses and you start to look at the experiences, it changes. I'm not going to say that, you know, the relationship that my ex and I had was healthy, but there were some experiences in there that were just absolutely incredible. They were beautiful. Like moments of loyalty, right? Like friendship, like moments of love moments of, of, I would say, you know, pure desire to give someone a memory. Right. And, and it's hard to be thankful about some of those things, especially when, you know, you had a love that was super intense. Yes. I've had those loves too. And when they end, you feel like you're being rejected. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But that's, and that's why I'm saying it. it I didn't learn this stuff till my forties. And I spent a lot of my life, like a bloodhound going, where's my next lay? Who am I going to spend time with? Who am I going to date? Who am I going to have to have next to me to validate the questions I have or the direction I'm going to go. But then at one point I realized it all falls on me. Like the decisions mm-hmm. are mine. Right. And I choose to be an adult about it. And I don't need to get late every five minutes. I don't have to have companionship to be full, to right. be complete, you know? Right. I'm and, perfectly wait, One more thing. And sometimes you meet somebody and they're not destined to be your partner. They're destined to be a friend or an acquaintance or somebody you know. And so letting people become who they're going to become in your life is really important. Even though mm-hmm. you might want them to be your soul person that's not what they're destined for and you can't you you don't tell the universe how to be the universe tells you (laughs) you know what i mean absolutely and and so that's where it's it's always it's always tough it's always interesting because you just you know we all want something to this this idea of that you know something's gonna last forever that we're always gonna live man there's no relationship there are i shouldn't say no there are probably very few relationships where you never leave that honeymoon phase and i'm and when i say very few i mean we're probably talking like i don't even know one (laughs) you know know people that have gone back to it in their old age like they've been married 50 years and they're back into it but they still bicker back and forth why'd you change the heat i didn't change the heat why'd you leave that yeah they all do it but they let it out in the Mm -hmm. moment Instead of once a month having a meeting going, by the way, last month you did this, 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 and this, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and that's how they survive is by letting it out like an, a balloon as it yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. And even then, those people might be in a relationship for 50 years, but they could be incompatible to absolutely anyone else on the planet. <laughs> that's entirely true. I know a couple people like that where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know who in the hell else would love you the way that right. this person loves you. Right. Because it's like that I looking would, for your fart, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, right. And legitimately, it is, it is the definition of looking for that person who farted in the grocery aisle next to you and knowing that that was your yeah. forever moment. Right. And we all do this thing like, uh, like snoring, right? Like mm-hmm. I was in, I was married for three years. And after that, I just couldn't sleep. Because the snore wasn't there, you know, and it's those little things. Nobody else would have put up with it. Me, I recorded it and played it for her at parties. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And she was okay with that. And other people wouldn't have been. So, you know, it's like, I I, I always want to stay open. Debbie and I, it's it's hilarious because people will see us interact in public. And then they come over to our house and they see that we act the same way at home and they're like oh shit you guys actually act like this and it's like yeah this is what works for us right and they're and people are always surprised by that because they're like oh i figure that you guys are just you know putting on a show out in public nah motherfucker this is how we are 100 percent of the time (laughs) a lot of people want to put on instagram shows don't they they do you know but we're just constantly giving each other shit and it's always funny you know i love it so that's that's just the way life goes 
you got you if you can see your partner's evolutions then you can support them or be a part of them you know what mm -hmm. i mean or give them their own space to have them it's it's this cool thing it's not choices of trying to lock somebody down or eliminate their opportunities to meet people it's this other way around sort of thing give somebody the freedom that they'll appreciate to stay you know right you know and that's and that's the tough part is is that you know Sometimes you think you're compatible for a while and you find out you aren't. Sometimes right. you find out you, 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 you think you aren't compatible and then you find out you are <laughs> and you're like, right. how, how, are, how is it that you like, like on the surface, if you were to look at Debbie and I, you'd probably, most people probably be like, how in the fuck are you two even remotely compatible with each other? <laughs> we are. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know, and it's, I, it's I look funny. for that all the time, but you're both two of the smartest people I know. So I can imagine <clears> the conversations <throat> just are amazing enough to want to be there the next day to have another one, you know? Um, sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's as, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, talking, you know, sometimes we talk about dreams. Sometimes we talk about yeah. reality. Sometimes it's, you know, we talk about a fart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, My you know, we're just, the two of us have plenty in common with each other that, you know, what we have right now works right now. And, and I think that that's what both of us recognize is, is that what we have right now works right now. And that right. we're both willing to accept that if, if it ever doesn't work, that, you know, it will be amicable. Yeah. Because you will have been honest up till that point. It won't be a surprise. You well, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll have been honest the entire time. And that, yeah. and that if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's not the fault of anybody. You know, everybody has their own needs, wants, and desires. And it's not incumbent on the other person to meet those. Not all the time, but I do think it's important in a relationship to acknowledge and try to see where that would fit in. If oh yeah. I mean, obviously there are some things that you're going to be able that, that, you know, you're well, going to be willing to do for somebody else. You know, right. there's some things that you're going to be able to go, you know what? I will try that for you. But there are going to be yeah. a lot of things where it's like, no, nah, that's not happening. Like that's not my thing. Right. Like, like for example, doing the dishes, Debbie is never going to do the dishes and it's going to be a rare day <laughs> that that happens. Well, and people got to rinse their plates. God damn it. And there, and there are going to be, <laughs> and it's going, there are only going to be certain times where Debbie is going to do the dishes and mm -hmm. Debbie's going to complain about it the entire fucking time that they do the dishes. Right. You know, but that is that is something that debbie has been honest about and i accept it's like doing the dishes is not going to be their thing period ever but do you then look for something that isn't your thing to balance it out or no 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 I if i if i have something that's not my thing i'm going to communicate to debbie it is not my thing when like but that example, comes up that comes up in the course of a relationship that's exactly. not something you're you're itemizing along the way right it's it's not it's it's not a it's not something that 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and we're going to have a checkbox. Okay. Well, if I've got to, you know, if you're not going to do the dishes every day, I'm not going to do the. No, that's what I'm saying. People get into that cycle. of I'll think about myself then. And we, you know, so it's important not to do that. There, there are very few things that I absolutely will not do. And we've had those conversations and, you know, it's, you know, it, it, whatever frustrations Debbie may have with that are Debbie's, but you know, mm-hmm. we all have our hard limits and there's no changing that kind of like, you know, you can fight me all you want on it. I'm not going to be like, no, you're right. I'm going to total. No, it's like, right. it's like, I'm not going to fight Debbie on making Debbie do the dishes. Mm-mm. I'm going to lose that fight. Yeah. And why would you want to have it? Exactly. It's not important. Dishes just got to get done. <laughs> Yeah, it's not important. You're just yeah. I, I can spend I can spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours fighting Debbie over doing the dishes, or I can just do the fucking dishes in thirty minutes, and that'll be the end of it. Right, and not look for a reward for doing the dishes. No, look, I did the dishes and you didn't, so rub my feet. It's not. It's not about you. Nothing in a relationship is about you except the other person's thoughts. And if your partner's thinking about you, like in a in a conscious way, saying, "Oh, I'm going to move this aside because he he doesn't see well, or he he doesn't have vision in his right eye, so I'm going to move things so he doesn't trip on him." Those kinds of things are what people do for you mm-hmm. that you don't always notice. Somebody's always thinking about you if you're thinking about them. You mm-hmm. know, I think. Oh yeah, you know, and and that's the thing is like. You know, Debbie has things that they do for me and, and that's, it's, it's not, it's not because, uh, you know, they feel like they owe me something for me doing the dishes. They do what they do for me because they love to do those things for me, period of story. And, and I have things that I do for Debbie and, and I do them like, for example, Debbie has never once asked me to go scrape off their car windows when they've got to go to work. I just do it. Why? Right. That just is what I do. Yep. And I don't expect a reward for scraping off Debbie's car windows. That's just not how it works. Right. If you're in a relationship and you expect rewards from doing certain things, you are in a relationship for the wrong reasons. Or you're just not mature enough. I My wife came home one day and I was like, look, I cleaned the house. I waxed the floors. I did the dishes. I did the laundry. Look, look at appreciate me. And she was like, do you want to thank you for doing what people do <laughs> she didn't she couldn't comprehend the fact that i wanted appreciation for doing the basics you know right. and i was butthurt but then i looked at it and i was like you're absolutely right like mm-hmm. i should do more meaningful things and appreciate myself like i look at the house i should be happy that i made myself proud by cleaning i shouldn't have to have an external appreciation to validate the things that i do yeah, having your significant other validate what you've done is not the way that you want to go. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now, if it's if you have a sexual thing where you guys have some sort of agreement where it's like, you know, whatever, I then hey, yeah. that's 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 whatever you do in the bedroom. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. But if you think that you know, if I do the dishes, you know, you owe me something, that's just not how it's ever going to work. That never is how it works. And no. that's that's how you very quickly turn a relationship into an ex relationship, right? So enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's weird, Jeffrey? What's weird? You know what happened a year ago this month? Donald Trump got COVID. Yep. Isn't that interesting? I just wanted people to understand. So what I was going to do is grab a title from every month for these two hours, and I got to October. I did November. December. Then I got to January and it was like, I had to mark every day because every day was a destructive title. <laughs> but then February, March got kind of low, you know, April came, I think the Chauvin case. And I just got, I realized there wasn't enough for every month to do a topic. You know, right. how am I going to, how fuck January was crazy, dude. Like Donald Trump had the insurrection and then offered Bill Belichick the freedom, some, some award. And Bill Belichick was like, yeah, no man. (laughs) Right. And then they impeached him. It was like, just shoved in the middle of this weird stuff. Oh dude, it was a fucking mess. Like, yeah. You know, and, and, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, Donald Trump has been like, oh, well, you know, now that sleepy Joe Biden's president, the news is boring. And I'm going, the news should be fucking boring, dude. Yeah. The news should be something like you're like, 
I'm tired, but I can't fall asleep. All right, tonight on the evening news, not a goddamn thing happened, and here's 55 minutes of that. Here's a house fire. Somebody got shot. Here's the weather. Here's the good news segment. Bye-bye. Here's what's (laughs) happening in your community. It's of pretty much no consequence, but... Right. And, and, you know, that's the thing is like the news should be boring. And, and what I will say is, is that both presidents have failed at this in, in a number of ways. I mean, Trump was just a dumpster fire, no matter what he did. Right. And I will, I will say that the left has ignored a lot of the fact that Biden has gotten a goddamn thing done. And so you have this immigration mess at the border that they're not fixing. You have, um, you have uh, different defense issues, like the fact that China tested a hypersonic missile that circled mm-hmm. the planet that they're not addressing. The fact that well, we post got... office, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, all of these things that they're not getting accomplished. Like, even if Build Back Better is passed, I'm still not going to have my voting rights. You know what I mean? It's all these things that he's just letting go. So, I mean, the difference, it's a different dumpster fire. It's still a dumpster fire. It's just that the different dumpsters on fire. Right. And, and, but and everything could problem. change in, in a week. Like, he hasn't done anything. But if this these two bills get passed, he will have done more in one year than Obama did in eight years. It's more true. than Trump did in eight years. So, well, Trump only had four. If Trump had eight years, dear Christ. Well, I'm planning on him coming back. I mean, back. I will say say that (laughs) if, if the progressives tank the infrastructure bill and Mm -hmm. the moderates tank build back better, um, then basically what's going to end up happening is Republicans will win 2022 and then they will win 2024. And I guarantee you, and and the progressives are too busy being like, well, if I don't get my way, I'm going to tank your bill. And the moderates are being like, all right, fine. I'll tank your bill. Like, I don't give a shit. Well, it was pre it was a pre-existing agreement that both would go at the same time. And then, you know, um, moderates tried calling the progressive bluff, and then Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, you know, whatever. It's it's poly- it's like looking at a cake being baked a half hour before it's done. Don't uh, do it. This don't well, work if you can't stomach it, you know. <laughs> well, but that's what but see, that's what Democrats do though, is is that mm-hmm. you know, if I don't get my way, I'm tanking the whole thing. Whereas, you know, as much as you don't like it, you have to give the Republicans credit because what's ended up happening is is that they don't like each other, but they got shit passed. They did. Yeah. The far right and, and the center right don't like each other. But when, no. when, when, you know, Trump said, we're going to do this, that, and the other, they did this, that, and the other. It's only in the last two years that they didn't do shit for each other. And that was because the right. Democrats won, you know, won the house. And then, you know, they couldn't fucking agree on anything in the Senate. So they shot themselves in the foot that way. But right now, where you've got the Democrats holding the, you know, the House, the Senate by a very small majority, and the executive, they shouldn't have any issues passing stuff. But because of all of the infighting between the progressives and the moderates, they're not going to pass anything. And then the Republicans are going to take one of those sections. Uh, you know, they're either going to take the House or the Senate, maybe both. And then that's going to be the end of it for the Democrats. The Democrats are fantastic at making sure Republicans get elected. Well, I want to say that like a lot of the time Democrats had to eat themselves was based on Joe Manchin's obstructing of progress and then Kirsten Cinemas. And so, uh, you know, like, yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't know how to say that. They they were given the time to eat themselves alive, and they have. They've got it down from six point eight to one point seven, you know, without without Republicans' input at all. They ate themselves down. Oh, like, absolutely. So and, and I'm not happy. And told me it was going to be transformative the whole time. Six point eight to one point seven. We I'm were... not going to tell you what's in it, but it's going to be transformative, and you better support it well that's what we were told about you know the affordable care act back in the mm-hmm. day and look how much of a dumpster fire that's been right well it has helped people but it's almost like falling up you know it's, what i mean it's it has helped people yes it helped people get covered but then as as things started to change with it yeah the that coverage got expensive and uh-huh. less things got covered and i know yeah. this because 
I started out on the Affordable Care Act. My first health insurance on my own was through the Affordable Care Act, and I actually had mm-hmm. pretty good coverage. But by the time I left the Affordable Care Act, I was paying $12,000 a year for a $200 off coupon. And it would right. have made far more sense for me to just not have health insurance, bank that money, yep. and then put it in a health savings account. And then as you know, anybody had issues, I could have just been like, yeah, here. Right. And that's if you made enough to qualify, but not enough to be overqualified. Like right. I have friends that they have their home, their own jobs, you know, they're, and, and they can't get Obama because they don't make enough. They don't qualify. They don't have enough stable income to qualify for free health care. Right. So that's, that's the reality is, is that, you know, Democrats are very great about promising the moon and then having an uh-huh. asteroid crash into earth. Yeah. And that's what I spend my time on Twitter doing, explaining to them that their messaging sucks. You promised me everything. And then you're like, why are you mad that there's almost nothing? <laughs> if you had told me there was almost nothing, I would have been surprised that you gave me something, but you told me I was going to get everything. And that's right. not what I'm getting. So like, Democrats, the progressives want 12, 12 weeks paid leave, which yep. I think is not enough. Re, um, moderates say four weeks. Now, I say, why not make it four weeks to an undetermined amount of time based on a doctor's recommendations and not a politician's recommendations? But see, they're stuck in this four to 12, four to 12. Why not let, take it out of a politician's hand altogether, you know? Uh, the answer is simply going to be that, well, if you look at how we listen to doctors currently, that's definitely not going to get fucking followed. Well, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see where a politician, it's like abortion all over again. Why would a politician be forced into the recovery of a woman after a C-section? You know, like you have to go back to work after 12 weeks after a C-section, you're barely able to stand up. You can't lift, you can't walk upstairs you know so there has to be a sliding scale now what i'm saying is that maybe at some point the person that was a temp gets your job (laughs) i mean like at some point your paid leave becomes well um this person's rights also because i think temp workers that's a stressful thing you know what i mean and you can put a temp in for a month or two or maybe three but at some point that person has to become permanent to offer them dignity and work you know well and and, and that's where this gets really tough is is that mm-hmm. everybody wants there to be one answer and i think that yeah, we right. just don't we don't have the same solutions as you know mainland europe does or scandinavia does and we don't it's not the same safety nets and we don't have either we don't have this true and mm-hmm. and and you know but they also don't have some of the same comforts that we do either you know right. it's, it's always there's always a trade-off and the question is is what trade-off are you willing to accept it's like right you know do i wish that they would have made um two-year college or i would say i would have i would have pushed for trade school free trade school personally. right me too free trade school would have been the way to go because we do have so many positions that need to be addressed and that that you know okay yeah two-year college like i get like the idea of having two-year college but two-year college in a lot of cases isn't enough to do a whole lot you know it's enough to help you find the road you want to take that's what i'm hoping is that it shows you interests that might benefit you financially exactly you know and 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 i would say that there's a way that you can address that you know a lot of the times like you know luckily like my oldest right now you know they're they have done enough of the work for for school that now they have very minimal like required classes left that they have to take but they get to start exploring the trade or that they want to go into Right. But a lot of people don't get that. And, and I think that, you know, as technology has progressed, I think that there's a way to make that happen. Well, yeah. If you allow for accessibility and curricula curriculums for free and not charge people to learn things, I think it would be an amazing place because we could, we're never done learning and we're Mm -hmm. never learn. We're never done discovering interests but interests also fade and new interests come about and i think Mm -hmm. having the ability to yeah go to a trade school to learn a craft only to supplement that with yet another craft 
if you're an HVAU guy and you want to suddenly learn house construction because you are really good at installing air conditioners, I want somebody to be able to do that and grow with that, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, and that's where I think like, you know, having free trade schools makes the difference is, is that yeah, I like we have, that. we have done a lot to encourage people to go to four year schools and like, like Debbie and I were telling the kids, we were sold a wonderful lie that we were mm -hmm. going to be making all of this money hand over fist and that, you know, we'd never have to worry about it again. Meanwhile, buried under a mountain of debt, some of us with degrees that we never actually got to apply. Right. And you fell for a, a cottage industry scam of let's get students to have to pay us interest for the rest of their lives. And that's, and that's exactly what it is, is that I'm paying interest to student loan servicers and the federal government for jobs that I can't get. Right. Uh, for degrees that I was sold uh, a very, very wonderful song and a dance to. And, and then they're like, and then they're sitting there telling us to sell that same song and dance to our kids. And I can't do that in good faith. We can, right. Hey kids, do you want to go to college? Yeah. Okay, cool. Here's a hundred thousand dollars in debt to start you out for your life. You're going to be paying on that for the next 25 years. And you're going to be eating losers lunch because you got to make your student loan payments. What's losers oh. lunch. You only get baloney fucker. Now you're going to get a job for $50,000 a year. You're going to have to get, if you're lucky, fuck, and then a I didn't even get a that. payment. And then a, yeah, I didn't but, that's what that. I'm saying. I got a fucking minimum. I got a fucking $15 an hour job making 31,000 a year. And by the time that I paid for my student loan payments and my car and my house, I had a, I had like yeah. 400 bucks left to feed me and do any of the, anything else that I wanted yeah. to do. And by the time I had like gas, gas insurance, food, right. insurance, phone, I had like a hundred dollars to my name at the end of every oh, month. Prescriptions, medical, right. You can go on and on because this, this country picks you apart nickel by nickel by nickel. And I didn't, you know, I didn't get to start contributing to my retirement. Why? Because, well, right. let's face it. Sometimes I had to pay, you know, I had to pay for shit using a credit card. And that meant that that extra hundred dollars that I had a month was now going to mm. be saved for a couple of months to pay off my fucking credit card. Yay. Right. Yeah. Like I want to tell my kids that that's the best fucking option for them. Or, mm -hmm. you know, they can learn how to do things like go to fucking art and animation school and yeah. learn a specific trade that they can apply to another number of different places and walk out with a fucking job by the time they're, you know, maybe 2022 and, right. <clears throat> and not have the same level of expenses that I do. Why in the fuck would I want to encourage them to go a hundred thousand dollars in debt to hopefully make 50 grand a year. And right. by the way, end up paying on that in perpetuum and then tell them, Oh yeah, you're supposed to save for retirement. Oh yeah. You mm. should probably save. So that way you can buy a car and Oh yeah. Do you want to go on a trip? Well, that ain't never going to yeah. fucking well, happen. Why, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to start increasing the amount of people that have debt in your household? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so it's like, you know, millennials are killing the whole having kids industry. Motherfucker, we can't afford kids. Right. And so, and so then it was, well, millennials were having pets and now millennials aren't having pets because they can't afford the fucking pets either. So millennials are buying plants. And then, yeah. and now it's like millennials aren't buying plants anymore. It's like, yeah, cause I'm getting fucking fisted four ways by the government and they ain't even throwing in a goddamn courtesy spit. Right. And I've learned to live on nothing based on this pandemic. And now you want me to go back and break my back for $5 more than that? Nah, it's not worth it. I'll, I'll keep living on nothing. And so, you know, the reality is, is, is that there were better ways to do what could have been done. And if my uh -huh. kids don't have to go to a four-year school to learn the vocation that they want, and if they could do that for free, I would be all for it. Because if my kids could start their life out not in fucking debt, like I don't I care mean. if they have to live with me while they while they do their trade school, they'll figure out, you know, they'll have their career and they'll be able to launch without me having to support them for 20 years because they've got student loan payments. Exactly. The student loan payment forces them onto a single path. I mean, because they need that security of money, but if they don't have the debt to begin with, they can go left or right. They can go anywhere they want in any direction they want for as long as they want. Exactly. And I think if you included free education on say YouTube or some channel like that, where you could learn a curriculum for free and decide if you like it, you know, some of the basics, we could get people up to college education simply by putting math and reading courses online the basics Ooh. the 101s 
You know so, what I mean? Just to get people interested. We, we have to stop putting that barrier of income for education. So uh, fun fact is that um, there are some companies that are actually doing that. Good. Interestingly enough, one of them is Microsoft. They have a Good. bunch of different certifications on how to do different IT things, how to do different yeah. data analyst things, how to do different business intelligence things. You literally learn these courses and then you can pay to test and get the cert uh, certificate on them. Right. Uh, you know, everything from A plus certified to um, IS certifications to data. It, it's, you know, and People I would doing it too. And and to me, like that would be the way to do it is if there was a yeah. way that you could do that. Like, for example, I would love to see mechanics have the ability to do all of the theoretical learning, learn all of the, the trades and text, but then have like a place where you could go in and like we did in Hunter Safety, you have all of your classroom time, but then you have right. your field day where you go in and you do certain tasks and right. you have to show your that you're competent in doing those tasks. Absolutely. And then that's how you get your certification. That's that's how, what right. we did in Hunter Safety. But it's fucked to like put 5000 down to take a class to find out halfway through this is not for you. And the you best part I mean? is is that with with those certifications you can do that now and these companies literally are hiring people that have these mm -hmm. certifications. And so yeah. to me like, you know, if my kid wanted to do art and animation, if the company that does the art and animation stuff you know, offers the courses for free and then they can sit down and learn at their pace and then take the test to get certified in those things. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. And minimize the expenses that kids, that people have as barriers to learning. And right. then all of a sudden, you know, have that particular company like DigiPen, for example, have them partner with different industries, have them partner with different companies and as people get these certifications, it's like, hey, here's a list of companies that you could potentially work with if you get these number of certifications. Perfect. Awesome. It gives someone a goal. It's like, hey, I want to work for this company. Oh, I need to learn these five classes and get certified in them. That's Before my goal. they'll accept me, then that's what I'm going to try and do. Right. And it gives it gives people, it's like a very clear picture of what they need. They need to know all of these elements. These are the classes that they're contained in. This is how you get the certification. You don't have right. to do the whole university thing to get a ton of student loans. And I would argue right. that it would also open them up to do what our quote unquote parents and grandparents used to do, which was have a part-time job to pay for their education. I think right. that that is a more effective way forward than the way that the current system operates. And it's, a, I, it's even, another I, one of those giant fuck yous to the government that I am very fond of. Yeah. I don't mind paying for an advanced degree in something that I learned I have an interest in. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. If, if I want to learn about broadcasting, I want to take some basic courses to find out whether I'm capable of it. And then maybe I'll pay the 5,000 for an advanced version of that. Or, you know what I mean? Or I would say that, Hey, you, you get some, you get some basic certificates on things that you can do in the broadcasting industry. You get partnered mm -hmm. with a broadcaster. And right. if that, if you decide you want to continue on that path, great. And then you work with the company that you're a part of yeah, and they go further educated. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, I need you to have some more specialized courses. We're yes. going to pay for those. Exactly. Instead of me picking a course and hoping a company will want that. Yeah. Or having to have a degree in underwater basket weaving in order to actually yeah. get involved in broadcasting. Like it doesn't make right. any fucking sense. Right. It also doesn't make any sense that I have to learn basic math or prove that I know basic math to move on in the career when I could have just learned the basic math, taken a test and not paid for the class to get to where I needed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, it's like, I have, I have a lot of years of doing statistics. Mm -hmm. You know how often I've had to use that <laughs> all the time. Totally not. Nice. So let's go with our, we have, wow. Let me see. Wow, Jeffrey, we have no time left at all. We, yeah, I know. We suddenly found ourselves on our oh, uh, on a roll. Love it. We were going to get spooky, it. and we never got spooky. 
Oh, that's all right. We didn't get spooky. We didn't even get poopy. That's well, the problem. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, I guess this is our chance. You know. Uh, ooh. All right. Let's close it out. What is the spookiest thing that has ever happened to you? Spookiest thing ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Man, so I was laying there on the couch, and somebody started knocking on my door. Just. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the? What the? What the?" It was like 1230 at night. Freaked me out. I called my friend. He called the cops. I called the cops. There was a cop sitting outside my apartment because I was so freaked out. (laughs) All right. I got one for you. Okay, good. So for all of you spooky fans out there, this is is something that happened to me and a friend, and it was the craziest shit that I've ever experienced. I have no explanation for it. So I was working for... uh, uh, an environmental restoration firm. And we got this big project where um, we were going to have to travel a little ways, like a couple hours one way. And so it didn't make sense because that would have ate up a ton of budgets. So luckily the place that we were working at, they had a guest house that we could just use. And that would have allowed us to have somewhere to crash on the cheap, you know, place where we could cook some food, all that other fun stuff and save a ton on, on fuel budget and time for having to travel and all that other fun stuff. We get into, uh, we get down there, we go to get into the house and we all start unloading our stuff. And me and a friend that works for this company that worked for this company, we walk into this house and I mean, it just didn't feel right. Like it was like, something feels off about this place. I don't feel good in here. And so we get, everybody gets everybody gets their stuff unloaded. And this friend and I, we were like, we decided to go walk around this house just to kind of check it out. Mm-hmm. So we walk around and we we hear so we were walking around and we decided to go upstairs and we start to hear some rustling downstairs. We kind of figure that it's just everybody that's still unloading stuff we get into this one room and I mean, this room just does not feel good. I'm like, something happened in this room. It does not feel good. I am creeped the fuck out. So we go back downstairs and all of our stuff is stacked up in the middle of the room. And we're just kind of like, okay, whatever. Somebody's, somebody's fucking, fucking around. They're just like stacking stuff up. Everybody's here. We walk outside. Everybody's already taken off. They're gone. And we're like, what the fuck? So we go back inside thinking like maybe somebody else is in there. We were outside for 10, you know, like 15 seconds at most. We walk back inside. All of our shit has literally exploded all over the floor. Wow. And we both are like, nope. And we just grab our shit and we get the fuck out of there. We walk out and I shit you not. I turn around and up in the upper left hand window, there's somebody fucking staring at us. And I ran back in to go see who the fuck it was. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. I'm like, nope, I am not staying here. I will sleep in the fucking truck. There is absolutely no way I am staying here. Smart. And so my friend was also like, nope, not happening. We told we told a couple of the other people, and they're like, "There's nothing there. You guys are making mm-hmm. this shit up." They managed to stay there for about three nights, and then they fucking booked themselves into a hotel room because they were having weird shit happen all night. <laughs> I love that. I was like, "There's no fucking way I'm staying in this house. It is too weird." And then seeing somebody staring in the fucking window at us. Yeah. Nah. 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 Nope. Nah. Love it. And there you go. That's that is my spooky happening. I love it. Thanks for being here, Jeffrey. Go, go take the kids. Get the kids some candy. Get the kids some candy. I'm going to get the kids candy corn. That way they can yes. feel like I really love them. <laughs> candy corn means love. All right. I'll talk to you later. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and unyielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow it's a very mean 
how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me or nobody, is gonna hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. They keep moving forward. How much you can take, they keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public, to public Access, Access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.